0: So, Lee Bardugo's enchanting world has finally made it to our TV screens in the form of a show called Shadow and Bone on Netflix. And I'd like to start off by saying how happy I am for Bardugo that she accomplished this feat. It's a dream to many authors, and she frankly deserves it. After completing the first season, I can say that I was entertained. Not a lot more, but that's okay, right? Entertainment is the point, isn't it? I'm at least going to stick around to see what a new season brings. I have a lot of thoughts on the differences and contrasting portrayals between the show and the novels, but instead of making a broad essay that couldn't possibly encompass all of the things I want to say in such a short amount of time, I decided it's time to talk about Kaz Brecker again. More specifically, the key differences between Kaz Brecker in the books, Six of Crows, and Crooked Kingdom, and the Netflix. Adaptation. So, who is Kaz? Well, I talked about it a few months back in my Kaz Brecker A Character Study essay, which you should absolutely go back and watch if you haven't. But that Kaz isn't exactly the Kaz that we get from Freddie Carter on Netflix. So, let's break it down. The best way to acquaint you with my perception of Kaz Brecker is with his introductory paragraph from Six of Crows. What's particularly interesting is that Kaz is introduced through the eyes of another viewpoint character. Despite the fact that this is Inej's first point of view chapter, the opening paragraph is about Kaz, and it sets the tone for the rest of the book. So here it is. Kaz Brecker didn't need a reason. Those were the words whispered on the streets of Ketterdam, in the taverns and coffeehouses, in the dark and bleeding alleys of the pleasure district known as the Barrel. The boy they called Dirty Hands didn't need a reason any more than he needed permission to break a leg sever an alliance, or change a man's fortunes with the turn of a card. Now I've thought long and hard about how to properly explain how I perceive Kaz to you guys. And after revisiting this opening paragraph, I realized that simply reading it to you was exactly the way to do it. This paragraph is important to keep in mind going forward. Now let's talk about Kaz on Netflix. The first thing to note is that Shadow and Bone obviously encompasses more than just the Six of Crows duology, which means there are going to be some major differences. That being said, when it comes to Freddy's portrayal of the character and the material given, it's clear that Bardugo wasn't about to let some studio executives run wild, which is a good thing. Many of the tent poles that define Kaz and his gang of thieves are still here. However, the ones that aren't Feel to me like they're the most important ones of all. Visually, Carter's portrayal is an acceptable portrait. There are obvious differences from how I, or you readers, may have imagined the character, as well as the scant concept art floating around the internet. But when it comes to casting, I'm not exactly mad at the Freddie Carter choice. But now it's time to compare Kaz's Netflix introduction to the introductory paragraph we just read. In Shadow and Bone, before we see Kaz, we see his cane. He slams it on the table and snaps at Jesper. It's clear that Carter is trying to fill big shoes, but it sort of feels like he's trying to make himself look bigger than he is. The editing, the music, the cinematography, it all implies that this should be something of a cool moment but it simply isn't. We hold our breath, get ready to dive into the glory and grotesqueness that is the barrel and Kaz's gang, but instead, he's just sort of grouchy. And before he can communicate anything important to the viewers, one of his men stumbles on screen and starts rambling about business. Kaz promptly looks annoyed, and the scene continues unremarkably as Kaz hears him out and talks business for a moment. That's it, that's as far as it goes. The scene serves more to establish place than it does character. And it does a fine job of establishing that place, but I think these core characters are far more important. Now, that's not to say that the show doesn't establish Kaz's crew decently. They do a good job of fusing the story of Kaz's crew together with the story of Alina and Mal. That being said, Alina does take center stage here, which sidelines Kaz to some degree, though it's never excessive, which is nice. In terms of screen time, Kaz gets a satisfying amount. However, it's the story's fixation on Alina that does make Kaz feel a little less serious, less like a force to be reckoned with and more like a small-time con man chasing ghosts. Which leads me to my most passionate criticism of this character portrayal on Netflix. The thing that mesmerized me most in the Six of Crows novels was just how good the characters felt when you were in their shoes. The voices were so strong and well-defined, most specifically Kaz and Inej. Bardugo played with perception and got me hooked. I was always wondering what they'd do next, but the characters never felt wishy-washy, which as a writer is a hard thing to pull off. Kaz Brecker was set up as the unpredictable mastermind who quite literally always had an ace up his sleeve. And I mean always. Bardugo wrote these traits so deeply into the text that you never question it. Kaz read like a legend through the eyes of his friends. And when the reader was placed into his POV, we got to see the cracks in the armor, though never so much as to break the beliefs that we had about what he could do and who he was. Now, how does that relate to Netflix? Well, how else can I say it? Freddie Carter's Kaz is, well, a little flat. Come to think of it, I might say that for many of the on-screen depictions, but I don't know if that's a mark against these actors. It's more high praise for Bardugo's writing ability. Frankly, she created characters that were iconic. They were slick and brimming with personality and mystery. And what can I say about Netflix Kaz? Well, that mystery is gone. Sure, they drop little hints about him. There are strong nods to the books. And no truly egregious mistakes or deviations were made, but when it comes to the character's essence, it's simply isn't there. Freddie Carter is a shell of Kaz. And I can't exactly say that it's his fault. It could be that the script didn't give him what he needed to work with. Or it could be that the original Kaz is simply too hard to achieve. Hell, the character may not work on screen at all. This isn't a series review, but the same thing can be said for the series as a whole. While it's made rather faithfully and respectful to the source material, and Bardugo did a great job producing it, I still couldn't help feeling like it was a bit hollow. Once again, is that a weakness of the show or a strength of Bardugo's writing? Sometimes a character or a place or a story itself is so well realized in our minds or on the page that nothing can ever really live up. So, how much of that is true with Shadow and Bone? I think I'm too close to my own opinions to say. But what I do know is that in the Netflix show, I never really got the feeling that Kaz was. I never got the feeling that he had a plan for what was coming next. I never felt safe with him, and Book Kaz made me feel safe. He was coarse and cutthroat, but I always believed he would find a dramatic, miraculous way out of every situation and managed to make it seem like it was part of the plan all along. Book Kaz had a way of making it feel okay that he was a bit of a jerk, didn't seem to care for his friends, and only wanted to die atop a pile of his own gold. But there were layers to the character that got peeled back as the story unfolded. Unfortunately, there are no real layers to Netflix Kaz yet, and maybe that's not a strike against the show. Maybe they just need more time. I'm willing to give it to them, that's for sure. But right now, Kaz is a bit of a drag. He's not cool, he's grouchy. He's not mysterious, he's insecure. He's not Kaz to me. He's Freddie Carter with a limp, scowling all the time. The characters in Bardugo's world have a lot of conflicting sides to them. Maybe too many for TV. Take Inej, for example. She's dark, elegant, and the perfect ninja. Her essence screams cool from the moment she's introduced in Six of Crows. The Wraith. Kaz's Wraith. I mean, can it get any cooler than that for a knife-wielding acrobat in a book about a place called The Barrel? I mean, these books ooze style and world-building. Yet, that's not all Inej is. There's another side to her that's deeply insecure. almost childlike, but the two sides never contrast in a way that doesn't make perfect sense. That is the magic of Bardugo's world that elevates it to the status warranting a Netflix show at all, in my opinion. The novels are brimming with flashy world building, but it's the depth that makes you stick around to learn more. The cast serves as more than just caricatures, so what about the Netflix portrayals? Well, they never fall victim to caricaturing, which is good, but they also never capture the complexity of their novel counterparts. They fall somewhere in between, which unfortunately makes them kind of feel a bit lukewarm. They're never so cool that you can't help but fall in love, but there also isn't enough depth to sink your teeth into. But then, the show did bite off quite a bit with this initial season. The fact that they managed it at all in a cohesive way and it somehow worked and was entertaining is a feat. And maybe I'm just judging too early. Maybe they just need more time. Another season, maybe. All I know is that Freddie Carter's Kaz didn't exactly let me down, but he didn't feel right either. I wasn't looking for the perfect visual comparison to what I had in my head, or even direct quotes from the book, but I was hoping for something of a grand entrance. I was hoping for the icon that Kaz deserves to be, and instead, I got a generally entertaining season, but nothing that wasn't better in the books. No new value added. Now, is a TV adaptation required to add value to the source material? Maybe not. Maybe it can just exist and serve as a vessel to funnel new readers to the real gold found in the books. But I don't think it's wrong to hope for more. Freddie Carter has incredibly large shoes to fill. And how did it pan out? Did he fail to fill them? Or was he given the wrong shoes? I'm really not sure. But is any of this Carter's fault? I don't know. Hell, am I being too picky? Have I overstepped and asked too much? Am I just one of those stuffy novel fans that claims the Hollywood version will never be what the book is? Maybe so. You tell me in the comments below. What do you think about Kaz Brecker on Netflix? Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you guys in the next one.